Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode is once again brought to you by the Potential Mastermind Project, and that is the group coaching program that grew right out of this podcast. It came from listeners saying, hey, do you do coaching? And I said, no, because I travel too much. I don't have time. And we came up with the idea that I would start the Potential Mastermind group, and it has been, for a little over a year, one of the most fun things that I do. We have a small but mighty group of people. We get together every week for calls, uh, online video calls, and everybody sort of has that chance to talk. Talk about what they're trying to pursue. What is their goal? What's their potential that they're not really reaching? And then everybody sort of shares in, gives advice, gives ideas. And I'll tell you what, as an entrepreneur or a solopreneur or someone with a side hustle, or, or even if you have a job and you just want to be more successful, it's really hard to do if you try to do it all alone because we can only see the world through our own eyes. But when other people come in and say, hey, have you tried that? What about this? I'll tell you what, it can open up a fast track for you. So the Potential Mastermind Project might be the right thing for you, especially as we launch into this new year. If you want to find out more, go to PotentialMastermind.com. Now, on this show, most episodes, I interview entrepreneurs who are doing really cool things. And today, we have uh, somebody who is doing great stuff because she's talking about mindset. She's a mindset coach, and I love the idea of mindset because that's how I transitioned from having a couple of good years to, in 2017, having a great year. I had to get over myself, and that's what today's guest does. She helps people get over themselves and get a little bit more focused. And so today's guest is Megan Finio, and Megan lives in San Diego, although she was born and raised in Michigan, went to school in Michigan, and now she's living in one of the most beautiful cities in America. As many of you know, I went to college in San Diego, and I lived there in the 80s. Uh, but boy, has San Diego changed. The one thing that hasn't changed is it's still a beautiful place. Uh, and I tell you what, if you had to hang your hat somewhere and it wasn't Austin, Texas, where I live, the second place I'd pick is San Diego. And that's where Megan is now. She spent the early parts of her career in the mental health industry and then decided she was going to leave all that and go start her own thing. So I'm really excited. She's here with us today on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Hey, Megan, welcome. Hey there. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So I gave a little bit of a bio, but why don't you tell people a little bit more? Who are you and what do you do? So um, I am, well, licensed mental health therapist and um, decided at age 33 to commission into the Air Force as an officer. Wow. Um, I had worked 10 years doing um, child welfare, things like that, but it had always been on my bucket list to live in California. And because I was licensed in Michigan as a mental health therapist, I couldn't get to California. So I commissioned into the Air Force and um, got stationed in Northern California and provided mental health and substance abuse treatment there in Northern California at Travis Air Force Base. And then it was also my bucket list to move to San Diego. So when I separated service, I decided to move yet again and move down to San Diego about nine months ago hmm. and had this crazy idea to leave my high income, very secure job at a hospital to pursue the, the life and the dreams that I've always wanted to do of entrepreneurship. And that's where my business started. 
Well, and that's the people who listen to this show, I think. I mean, there's exceptions, but I think a lot of people on the show have their ladder against a wall, and they're like, hmm, maybe this is the wrong wall, and they want to transition into finding ways to do their own thing. So I think you're like the perfect person to come on and, and tell us a little bit about how you did it, but then also I want to talk a little bit about this whole idea of mindset. But what was it inside of you that made you want to, what, what do you think it was inside of you that said, yeah, I studied this, I got you know a master's degree, I did all this stuff so that I could go on and be a mental health professional, I commissioned into the Air Force and I worked with the Air Force for years, yeah, I'm going to leave it all behind, go do my own thing. Um, well, that's a great story because my business is, my coaching business is called Mission Strength and it just falls into everything that has happened in my life, most recently a really difficult divorce and how I felt that I was basically made for something greater. I didn't want to be stuck in the four walls of a hospital. And I just had these nudging feelings that I needed to do something more. And so with the mindset pieces, even though it's, it was scary, I identified those nudging feelings. And I literally took a leap of faith <laughs> and three months, well, four months ago, left my job. And I, I just want to help people with mindset and health and, and all of that stuff. But, um, because personally I had to use a lot of mindset skills to get through that horrible, ugly time in my life with my divorce. Well, so it's interesting because I spent 20 years kind of feeling I should be doing something different, that I should be working for myself, that I should be the boss, that I should be doing that. And yet I kept climbing the corporate ladder. What made you listen? That is a good question. Um, I was stuck. I thought maybe moving to San Diego would, you know, I worked through my divorce personally. And then when I got through working through the big parts of it, that's when I moved to San Diego. And I thought that it would, that would, you know, satisfy my nudging feelings. Like finally I made it to San Diego, but I was networking hu is huge in San Diego. And I also own a health food franchise. So I've always done networking. And then I really saw with a health food franchise, people, owning their life and owning their schedule. And I was like, I want this. And so as soon as I got here, about a month after I created Mission Strength and started the branding process, not knowing where it was going to go at all, but then just meeting so many amazing people and networking and getting a business coach and finally getting that vision. So I kind of like identified and acknowledged the nudging feelings in a slow pattern in a way. So, you know, you bring up you bring up the fact of uh, of of taking of taking that leap and, and and going for it and seeing people people doing this. So now that you've been doing it for I don't know, 4 months or however long it's been, what do you love about the life that you're creating? I love owning so I have this program but it's called Owning Your Life and that has really been the motto of the last like year and a half is taking ownership of your life. I love having the ability to create my own schedule, you know, and being able to do podcast interviews. You know, when I was working full time, I couldn't. I was working like nine to seven and podcasts go like in the mornings or in the afternoons and just being able to say yes to whatever I wanted to. 
that's been, that's been the best part. So that's interesting. You know, there's a lot of coaches and a lot of gurus out there who tell you, oh, say no. I mean, I hear this at the beginning of the year as people are listing their things. This year, I'm going to say no more often. No, 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 no. And I sort of bought into that a few years ago. I thought, oh, my speaking career had reached a certain spot. I should start saying no to like my friend's Rotary Club or people who don't have a budget or things like that. And my business sort of stalled out. And, and my, my wife said to me about 18 months ago, because I was kind of complaining that my business hadn't grown in 2016. She said, what did you do differently in the early years of the business? Because I'd been at it at that point about eight years, seven and a half years. In the first four years, I just, boom, from nothing to, to a really good income. But then it had stalled. And I said, well, I used to say yes to everything. And she's like, that's so funny, because when you teach clients don't you tell them they have to try things and they have to, you know, mix it up. And so, so many people get convinced that, oh, I have to protect my time and I have to say no. But 18 months ago, I started saying yes to all kinds of things. And it has absolutely opened up amazing opportunities for me. Not only has my business grown, it grew 50% last year, but things wow. like where I met you at the, at the New Media Summit. You know, I wasn't paid to be part of that faculty, and there were a lot of reasons that for years I'd said no to people, you know, like Steve, who put on events like that, who wanted me to come speak or, or be part of a panel. I'd be like, oh, no, no, if you're not paying me, I don't do it. This is my model. I don't fly to mm -hmm. for free things. But there was a, a few things where the stars lined up, and I just followed the advice that my wife had given me to say yes to more things. My mm -hmm. wife came with me on the trip. We celebrated her birthday in San Diego. We went out to dinner with some friends. Um, we met, uh, my, my daughter's boyfriend's parents live in San Diego. So we met them for dinner. We'd never met them before. And, uh, uh, you know, so by saying yes to that, it opened up some short-term opportunities, but then people like you, who I've been able to invite onto the show and so many of the other faculty members who were at that are now like really good friends of mine. What I found was saying yes, opens up doors. So, you know, when it comes to the mindset, what's the difference between yes and no? That is a good question because saying yes takes some courage um, because it's stepping out of your comfort zone and it's going to networking events or going to conferences or things like that by yourself, right? And so that can take so much courage. I know when I'm doing a lot of like meetup events and things like that, it's like, okay, Megan, you've got to go in, you've got to go in, even though you don't know anyone. And also, so that's one piece of the mindset is stepping out of your comfort zone and doing things. But when you say yes, there's also a point of, okay, so what is too much, right? So you want to make sure that you're not completely spreading yourself thin. But I know that if I wouldn't have said yes to the New Media Summit, I wouldn't be here right now. And, you know, since I've said yes to doing networking events and speaking gigs, although they're free because I'm just starting out, I know that I need to do that. And, um, so keeping that balance is super important between yes and no. Yeah. Um, I don't but, think, I don't, I don't mean you should say yes to everything, but I right. think the message, especially at the beginning of the year with all these blog posts and podcasts, there's so many mm -hmm. of them that I'm hearing where people are saying, take ownership, say no, protect your time. And it's like, what I think happens is what they really mean is have balance, but the yeah. audience hears say no. And they start exactly. saying no to things that might just open up doors if they'd say yes. So my answer is try to say yes. Doesn't mm -hmm. mean you always will, but try to say yes as often as you can. Exactly. And that's what really what has increased my business is because I've said yes in, you know, when I can. And, you know, I'm doing networking events at least one every every day and, you know, just reaching out to people. And yes, it's busy and yes, it's been difficult, 
but I know that it's, it's worth it. And I know that that's, it's going to help my business. Another thing that I found that helps me is I promote other people. And when I promote other people and you meet them at a networking event, you think, oh my gosh, Becky should know this person. And you make those connections. What I've found is, is that that opens up opportunities. So what amazes me when people are like in a position like you and they're starting out, I talk to a lot of people who they're, they're just all about themselves. Oh, I have to go network. In fact, one guy got mad at me because I was preaching something at a meeting we were at about referring other people. And he goes, I can't, I'm too worried about growing my business. I don't like his advice. And that person's business was stalled and it's like you know you can't you can't do that i think that you know part of the mindset is is that you know it's not just you so as you're going out there and you're 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 in a new town you're networking you're meeting new people you're participating you know what what are you finding when it comes to sort of that that networking piece that give and take piece that is so important and you know i had to learn that and so what i usually do is just really start engaging with people and asking like you know, how, what, obviously, what do you do and what type of clients are you looking for? And I would love to collaborate with you. And so I I meet up with people or we do phone calls and find out how I can help them. And they're referring people to me and I'm referring people to them. And just like you, I've had people that I've gotten on calls with and I haven't said two words and it's been just about them and them, you know, and that's okay. But yeah, it's a give and take. I always say it's okay because they're telling you they're not the right person to try and build a long-term mutually beneficial relationship with. And that's okay. You don't have to have a love connection with everybody. Right. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, you know, and maybe down the road because I heard how much, you know, his whole thing for 45 minutes, like, oh, I'm sure maybe I would come and be able to refer business to him. But yeah, that's not going to be a relationship that I'm going to continue yeah, I, st- I still help the takers. You know, it's okay. Yeah, it's I, I feel good. I feel good doing that. And the thing I teach people is when they go, especially if they're a little bit more introverted or the networking stuff's a little harder for them. The one thing I teach is don't go in. A lot of people say, go in and try to get five business cards. Just, just three people. Try to meet three people who can help you. I say, turn that on its ear. Go into an event and say, I'm here to find one person I can help get real business. Not just I can get their business card or I can tweet about them. But go in and find one person who you can actually help connect the dots to where they make money. It changes the way you network. And what happens is all of a sudden everybody wants to be around you because they're like, God, she's, you know, she's fantastic because you're asking so many questions. In order to be able to do that, you're asking so many questions and they've done surveys. The person who talks the most loves the other person. The person who talks the least doesn't. So if you get the other people to talk because you're asking a lot of questions, you're trying to be of service, all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the inflow of your networking stuff goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. And, and also partner, partnering up with people for different projects. So I have like a meetup group that I run. It's got a little over 4,000 people. And you know, I met someone at a meetup group. And so I'm like, Hey, like, let's do this together. Let's, you know, start doing speaking gigs and things like that through my meetup. And it's giving me more consistency in my events on my meetup page and also giving him, you know, the exposure that he needs. So definitely like asking people, how can you collaborate? And it doesn't even have to be in the same field, right? This, this guy that I'm working with and my meetup group is not in coaching, you know? And so it's, it's been awesome to be able to do that. So really getting, you know, what can you do together and how can you collaborate? Yeah, I think that, I think that's awesome. Hey, so what advice do you have? There's somebody listening right now to this episode who's thinking, oh my God, I am just like Megan. I'm in the military or I'm in a job and I'm going through a divorce or I'm, I'm facing these problems and I, I just want a fresh start. 
if somebody's listening out there and they want to do what you do, they, they want to go start their own thing, what would you tell them? Definitely um, hire a business coach <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but also, you know, really establish like what you want in your life. And that's what I work with clients on is trying to figure out what they want and identifying the negative thoughts that keep us from what they want. And all I can say is the more you have self-confidence in what you want to do, you are able to go after your dreams. And sometimes it just takes extra support in, in order to do that. Um, so just spending time with figuring out what that is that you want to do. So let's talk about mindset for a minute. So this mm -hmm. is something that I, like I said, I've struggled with it all throughout my career. What are the biggest roadblocks when it comes to mindset that you see with the people who you coach or the people you've worked with, with mental health issues or, or whatever, what, what, what is mindset and, and, and what are the roadblocks because of it? Um, so what I talk to people about in mindset and really how they can identify their mindset is when we think about how many negative thoughts we say to ourselves in a day, some of them are conscious and some of them aren't. It is astounding and really paying attention to how those thoughts stop us. So for example, I'm sure you've had this. I've had this where I'm like, is this worth it? I'm stressed out. I can't do this. You know, I don't know anything about marketing. So how am I supposed to market my business? And so I get so overwhelmed with those, you know, those thoughts, but I've learned how to identify them and then combat those with something positive. So how do you combat and it? So you can, when you combat it is you identify it. Like even yesterday I was like, Oh my gosh, I cannot market. Like I stink at like putting stuff on Facebook and all of that. And then I identified it and I said, no, Megan, you're in a learning process. It's not always going to be this difficult you can do it, you know, just simple things like that. Um, and so it can be combating, you know, with a thought, it can be combating with something that you do visually. Um, and so it's just learning how to identify those thoughts. So if somebody really struggles with mindset, besides calling Megan and hiring them, yeah. what are a couple of steps that they can take to sort of ease themselves through this? Definitely um, morning ritual, I think is super important. So what does that look like? Is it, you know, are you being mindful of what your day looks like? You know, instead of just getting up and jumping on your phone and scrolling through and looking at all your voicemails or all your emails and getting stressed out. Um, also, you know, what are you saying to yourself? So I, I have this list that I compiled of the top 10, 100 positive affirmations. And so, you know, even if people can find one positive statement that they can say about themselves and repeat that to themselves throughout the day, looking in the mirror um, and repeating positive things to themselves, because the more we do that, you know, it becomes habit. And then we're able to identify those negative thoughts. So you mentioned before about hiring a business coach. How'd you go about finding one? I'll, I'll tell you a little background. I, I spent three years looking for the right business coach and I joined a couple of group coaching programs. And for me, that's actually been awesome. I love group coaching programs. That's why I founded one because it's not just the, the coach. It's not just the person, but it's the other people who bring their perspective and they say, hey, how about this? How about that? And some of the best ideas in, in the Potential Mastermind Project come from the other people. I literally, I'll give my advice to whoever's in the program and then someone else will go, 
how about this? And usually mm-hmm. it's the person, because we've got a person who's a PR expert. We've got a person who's a brain scientist at a major research in- institution. It's it's such a stew of people that I like that group coaching thing. But I, I knew that my business had reached a level where I could afford and should have some sort of a coach. And I went through a couple of year process. I almost pulled the trigger with a few. And it was only this year that I found the right person who I think is going to have a real influence on helping me grow my business, helping with my mindset. And the reason I thought of this, first of all, is she's really big on morning rituals. Every day I have a morning ritual I have to do through my coach's sort of online journal booking book thing. But how did you, especially being new, how did you find the right coach? Well, that's a good question. So at the New Media Summit, actually. Nice. Um, I had left my job four days before the New Media Summit. That's what and I like. I remember meeting you. That's what I like. I just number? quit. Yeah, I totally remember. I thought she's awesome. Yeah. I was like, my I talk about negative mindset. I was like, what am I doing? Like this is crazy. And um, I didn't know anything about having to develop a program. I thought I could just do like like health and mindset coaching, and you know, but I didn't realize that I needed a program and this and that. And so I really connected with one of the ladies there. Um, just really had a heart to heart even before I even thought about business coaching and, you know, was even emotional and and felt really comfortable with her. And I said yes at the end of the weekend. And in three months, we've developed my individual program. I've developed a group coaching program. It's been crazy busy, but it's been so worth it. And then she has, so it's a group because we do, she has a mastermind. So it's, it's individual, but also I ha- I'm part of a group, which I totally agree with you. It's that feedback of other people and what they're struggling with and, you know, their suggestions to you and you, your suggestions to them. It's been amazing. That's that's awesome. So yeah. I think that when we talk about people, especially like you, right? You just launched your thing four months ago and all this different stuff. People, when they start a business, they look at, oh my gosh, I have so much potential. But the reality is potential doesn't equal results. And so for entrepreneurs, what do you think is the best way to get across that chasm? How do you get closer to those results that you should be achieving based on your God-given potential? That is a good question because I often ask that. Like I say, I know I can do this because, hey, I've been in the mental health field for 15 years and this and that. Um, But I think- But but so what, right? I mean, potential doesn't mean crap. Exactly. Grounding myself in reality of what this means. So using my grounding skills to stay in the moment and say, you know, I need to focus on, yes, I've been a mental health therapist, but that doesn't mean jack crap to people, right? So really like how can I connect one-on-one with other entrepreneurs and clients and things like that and really get to know those people without having that, oh, this is, you know, this is who I am. And so you should, you know, you have to go with me and and this and that. It's all about the relationships. Yeah. You got to find, you got to find the right people for all of that stuff. That's true. Mm -hmm. It's all, I always say it comes down to sort of three buckets. It comes down to your plan, your purpose and the people. And of course your Mm -hmm. plan is your goals and knowing what success looks like. And your purpose goes back to sort of Simon Sinek's why, I mean, why are you really doing this? But then the biggest bucket is the people because all opportunities in life come from people. I mean, the chair I'm sitting in is a great chair, but it has never sent an opportunity to anybody. But, you know, for those of you who are listening, if you, if you just look around, all the carbon-based life forms you see walking around, running at your gym, everything else, all of them have the opportunity to be a referral source, to be a client, to help people, to be an idea source. And so you got to remember that all those opportunities come from people. 
Hey, Megan, I've got a couple of more questions for you before I can let you okay. go back and enjoy that beautiful San Diego weather. I don't know how you, I don't know how you get anything done if you live in San Diego. I I'd, I'd just be sitting at the Pacific Beach looking at the surfers and the pier yeah. and, you know, watching I'm seagulls fly. Lucky. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch seagulls fly all day if I was there. <laughs> But uh, first, I got to thank the other sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Megan Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know a lot of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. And I say it all the time. They're the best vendor I've ever worked with in like 20, 30 years in business. They really do make it easy for me to get this show out there. And it was uh, serendipity that I found them right before I started the show because I don't know that I could be upwards of 320 plus episodes if it wasn't for my partnership with podfly.net. Mm-hmm. So check them out. Hey, Megan, I call this show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. So everybody yeah. wants to know what's the coolest thing you're doing with your business right now? I think definitely just like my meetup group. I think it's so fun. You know, I'm new to San Diego, technically nine months. And so for me, it's just getting out there and having fun and meeting people. So um, I'm doing like yesterday, I, I do a boot camp every, you know, two Sundays a month, just really focus on health and, and mindset and getting people healthier. Um, but just going out and having fun. So I'm doing a ton of networking events, meeting amazing people, and then also hosting my own and doing podcasts and radio interviews. I never would, if you would have told me that six months ago, I would have been like, there's no way like so how, that is not happening. So how many podcast interviews have you done in the last six months? Um, I've done 11 and I've got, um, I just did one right this morning and then I have another one tomorrow. Oh, look at you. So fancy pants, Megan (laughs) Finio. So I love to ask entrepreneurs, who do they admire? Because we could talk about you and your business all day long, but really I think entrepreneurs, I think they're observers. And so I get all kinds of different things when I ask this question, who out there do you see where you think, wow, he or she, they, they are, they're crushing it. Um, I have not, I mean, I have a specific person, um, and she is, um, pretty high up in my, you know, business in regards to health, my health food franchise. And she has had a horrible, horrible life, uh, you know, in situations that have happened, divorce, loss of a child, and she's still single and she is kicking butt when it comes to boss babe status. I am telling you what, like just going out there, the money that she's making, the lives that she's impacting. Um, but also, to be honest, it's it's women. It's, it's women who are saying yes to their life, no matter where they are in their life, and going after their dreams, whether it be, you know, health goals or career or relationships. It's, it's I just love being around women who have this passion and this desire to just make their life amazing. And so, one person, but also a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, and as the father of two daughters, I actually think it's great when I see women who are who are kicking tail on all this stuff because it really mm-hmm. does, I think, set a good role model. I, my my 21-year-old says that she doesn't think the glass ceiling exists like it did a generation ago. I mean, she sees nothing. Her mindset is there's nothing that stops 
someone. And she she went to college. She went to one of the top universities in America because she wanted to get an undergrad business degree from one of the top undergrad business programs. And she thought she was going to go on to, to like Wall Street or like C-level positions in big companies. But while she's there, she's discovered a lot about herself, what she really likes, what she wants to do with her life. And so she's had a, a pivot. And she knows what she's going to do short term, but she thinks long term she wants to start a business and, you know, be able to build it around her family and her lifestyle. And she says, the great thing is I can do that. I can mm-hmm. do whatever I want. And she doesn't she doesn't see it as, oh, you know, I either have to go this way or that way. She goes, I can do this for a while. I can do that. And a piece of advice that she got and we kind of got as a family from a woman who was an early guest on the show, Dr. Debbie Gilboa, who is a uh, physician. She started off, Debbie started off, uh, she was a, a theater major, drama major at Carnegie Mellon University and went on to work for Second City TV. And then at 27 or 28 years old, she went to medical school. And now she's a family practitioner in Pittsburgh, but she's also the Today Show's parenting expert. And she speaks all over the country to uh, family-oriented groups about how to raise really dynamic children. And she'll probably transition more and more into that. And Debbie's comment is, don't ask kids, what do you want to do when you grow up? Ask kids, what do you want to do first? Because Mm -hmm. we can have three, like you, we can have two, three, four careers. And uh, that's something that my daughter looks at and doesn't think there is any ceiling. She can go do this for a while. She can do that. And nothing stops her. So I think that's, I mean, we kind of got off track, but I think that's awesome when you say women, you're kind of like, you're kind of like Time Magazine when they made you the person of the year, meaning all of us. It was like, wait a minute, that's, you know, you encompassed everywhere. You took half the population as who yeah. you admire, but but that's cool. I'm going to yeah. let you get away with that, so. Okay, good, thank you. The last question I ask every entrepreneur, because I think this is more than about making money, I think we have an obligation to leave some sort of a mark behind if we're going to do all this, if we're going to work this hard. So what is it that you do to give back to the greater good? So I um, work with different organizations in regards to providing, you know, free health, health uh, education, especially in schools. And also, you know, speaking and and doing things, um, you know, that I'm not expecting a return in, you know, so my biggest um, motto in life is that I'm here to inspire people to live healthier mind, body and soul. I am on this mission, which is where mission strength came from. I want to go above and beyond to help people. And, and that's kind of what people say about me too, is that my heart is just huge. And, and I do go out of my way to help people. And, you know, especially, you know, on this podcast, like we're all trying to reach our goals and we all have these, these amazing dreams. And I just want to be able to support anyone that, that wants to support me, right. (laughs) To work together. And so. Awesome. Yes. So Megan, if somebody's listening to this and they think I got to find out more, I got to find this Megan Finio, how do they, how do they get in touch with you? Um, you can definitely find me on Facebook, but also going to my website, www.missionstrengthsd, like San Diego.com. Nice, nice. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And thank you to everybody who listened. I say it every time. If it wasn't for the audience, we wouldn't have a show. Hey, we're going to be back in a couple of days. But in the meantime, get involved. Follow us on Twitter. We're at Cool Podcast. Come over to the Facebook page, Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. You can find me at TomSinger.com. And if you'd like to join the Potential Mastermind group, that is PotentialMastermind.com. Someone told me the other day that it was the best value they'd seen on any program like that. And I want to make it affordable because it's as much for me as it is for you. It's not me trying to separate you from your money. I'll be honest. I get to be part of the group, and that just helps me grow my business as well. Hey, we're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Megan. 
Well, I mean, that might be hard. She does live in San Diego. And, <laughs> but in the meantime, I'm going to challenge you. Go on out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.